Good morning. Welcome to the Bonds Thunder Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. You can get involved right now by calling 1-800-411-2663, 1-800-411-BOND. You can also email me, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town, all your emails, and I can respond to your questions and comments today. Uh, and good morning to everybody here again. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I, um, any questions for me or anything? You guys had a week, a long life. You have a question? Well, uh, okay. Uh, just one, uh, just one. When you, uh, when you're in a, in a situation, say, business, when you say you're starting a, a business, which, uh, okay, do, uh, do you need a certain amount of pa uh, patience to deal, uh, to deal with uh, deal with a, uh, a situation such, uh, such as building your business? Yes. You need patience for everything. Yes. And most people don't have it. Yes. But yes. Good question. I meant yes. I meant. Do you have patience? I pray that I do because. Do you I, have it or not? I don't. I wonder what people mean. I pray that I do. <laughs> I don't even know if you have it or not. I don't believe I do, but I want it. You don't know for sure. I only um, okay. I just start uh, start on advertising my. Do you bit. have patience? I don't believe I do. You don't know for sure. No. You don't know if you have patience or not. No, I never been. I don't know if I ever been in situations required patience. The whole life requires that you have patience. Everything in life requires that. Not just with business. I, you know, let's just say I go, uh, I try to keep out, uh, keep out life's way, uh, way because I know I always make a mess out of everything. This is why we got to know ourselves. Make sure you know yourself. I want to uh, get someone to read something. Ronnie, you know how to read? <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of long, and I, I want to just share it with you, and I don't know what's going to come from it. But I want to talk about uh, fear and where that come from, because over the last two weeks, I've done some speaking engagements, and I've asked just to do little surveys without saying I'm doing a survey, uh, how many of you have fear? And most, in every situation, most people raise their hands. And then I ask, how many of you are afraid of your wives? The men. I ask the men, how many of you are afraid of your wives? And in every situation, most men raise their hands. Isn't that amazing? Yes. And you're not going to get anywhere. Well, you'll get somewhere in life as far as you can get money and all that kind of stuff, uh, material things. But you're not going to get anywhere in life if you have fear. You, you won't have peace. You know, you have wealth because these folks have money. Most of these people have money, but they are afraid. And you got to overcome this fear. How many of you have fear? Wow. Everybody except one. No, I have fear. I just don't make money. Oh, you have fear? Yeah, a whole lot of them. A whole lot of fear. And where do your fear come from? Where does it, where does it come from? Living. From living? Just life? Living life, it's just life. Yeah. Do you believe that you can overcome that and not have it at all? Yes. You can? Oh, okay. You do believe it. You just don't quite know how. Yes. Oh, okay. That's honesty. Um, who don't believe that you can lead, lead a life without fear? So everybody believe you can live without. You don't believe you can? <laughs> Sometimes they don't believe it, yeah. You think it's something you have to have? feels like it. It feels that way? Uh -huh. Oh, okay. How about you, Hermes? You believe that you can live a life without fear? Yeah. And why do you hold on to it then? I don't see myself holding on to it. And it's weird because it just seems to be, a, it's not even fear of big things. It's just kind of like sometimes it'll come up. I know when I have it is because whenever I, uh, I'm resentful about or angry, 
then that's when it appears. The rest of the time it's not there, but when I've overreacted to something, then I know it's like right there. Right. But it is there. It's just that you don't have a challenge to bring it up. It's like a volcano. Sometimes it's active, other times it's Yeah, but it's it's there, though. Right. That's a good point. Yeah, it's always there. If you have it, it's always there. And if you don't have it, it's never there. It's just that situations bring it out. But God doesn't want you to have fear. Yes. Let's follow up on that. So if it's there, why is it... uh, why don't we? Why don't I notice it uh, when I'm when everything is fine, and then when you know something happens, and you know I get angrier, and then it it, it ends up showing up. <laughs> so if it's always there, why am I not aware of it? But if you said, why am I not aware of it when everything is fine, yeah. right? But why would you be aware of fear if everything is fine? Well, I mean, I'm aware of it when everything is not fine because it, right. It's, it's playing in my head, you know, I can see, you know, I can, you kind of feel the fear, you kind of, you know, thinking things that right. you wouldn't normally think, or that aren't rational. Yeah. But when everything is fine, there is no challenge, there's nothing to right. bring out what's in you. So that's why you don't feel it, because, you know, you're just tiptoeing through right. the tulips. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's no problem with that. But I want you to know that you can live a life without fear. You really, really can. And most people do. Some people believe that you can, but they don't know how to get to it. That is amazing. Yes. You asked why am I holding on to it? I don't see myself holding on to it. That's not something I want to hold on to. Then why not let it go when it comes up? Because the reason it's coming up is God giving you an opportunity so you can see that it's there so that you can overcome it. I guess I don't see how I'm holding on to it, but right. I'll keep an eye on that. Man, I, was, um, I went to uh, my aunt's church last Sunday evening. They had a play, and she was in the play, and I went. And before they started the play, they had, you know, they had the singing and the offering and the, st- the stuff that they do. And they were singing about God as though one day by and by, things will get better, you know? And you can see that they were not happy. And I'm like, wow, this is so it's, it, interesting that everything has been put back in place, and yet people are living lives all in the name of Jesus as though Christ never came and restored everything, put it all back in place. And uh, so ride home, and all of a sudden I realized, wow, I'm glad that God took all that stuff away from me. All that fear and all that doubt and all that worry. And it's amazing to, because it doesn't occur to me to live a life of fear. When challenges come and stuff, fear is not my thing anymore. And I used to have it. I really did. So I know what it is to have it. But it just, I don't think first to be afraid. What place does fear have in our to hold you back, to destroy you. Now, wait a minute. We have instinctive fear. When you see a lion running towards you, you're scared, you're going to run, you're going to pull a gun out. I mean, it has a place. Fear Th- does. That kind of fear doesn't have a place. Because if you ran into a lion and he would uh, try and attack you, you was, the first impression for children of God is to stay calm so you can see what to do. What to do? Get yes. the hell out of there. Uh, that may that may be the answer, but but your first response is fear. That's not the answer. But there, see, there's a natural there is a natural fear. It's there for a reason. Everybody at some point in their life has it. Whether it rules your life, that's another story. If it is bigger than it should be, but there is a natural. Oh, I love what you're saying. Instinct of fear. Uh, when you see a president that's not doing things right, you're afraid of what may happen. Uh, I mean, there's, there, it, it takes a certain place in our life. And I, I am a person that has been ruled by fear. Yes. And by the way, did you see Act of Valor? Well, yeah, but that, I want to stay with what there's, you're saying right now because... about fear in that movie, uh, and, and, it's, and it's, uh, it's very, very important to see that movie because they spoke about fear in there. These are our biggest heroes in this, this, this country, those guys. Um, 
how do you respond to, who agree about the natural fear? The natural fear that you should have. You agree with that? Are you agree? I want to talk to the agreeer first. Don't be, this is a fellowship. Mm. It's not a test. Mm. It's testifying one to another. Mm. You agree with, with him? I agree with what he said. Okay. Uh, you agree with the idea of a natural fear. If you I see a lion, yeah. then you become afraid, and then you do something. Yeah. Okay. Yes. You agree with that, too? Yes, absolutely. Okay. And why do you agree with it? <clears throat> well, if you compare it to, let's see, look at the animal kingdom, okay? Right. You see, uh, like a gazelle and stuff, he sees, he sees or smells danger and stuff here. Right. The lion coming towards him. That fear will trigger uh, the uh, uh, mechanisms called self-preservation. We need fear to be able to protect ourselves so we can uh, able to meet uh, meet the threat, any threats that come our way without prejudice. Oh, okay. What, what was it about uh, the uh, act of valor that confirmed for you that you need uh, an amount of fear, a natural fear? It didn't confirm it. What these guys, what these guys said was near the end of the movie, they said, uh, don't go through your whole life ruled by fear. Now, these guys, oh. they have families. They go out and do the most dangerous things you can do. They're not ruled by fear. If anybody should be ruled by fear, they should be. And so they say, don't make decisions your life predicated on fear because right. you won't have a good life. Don't so go to the end of your life afraid that you didn't do what you wanted to do in your life or accomplish what you wanted to so do. So they had fear, but they just didn't give in to the fear. Yeah, they, oh, okay. they naturally, their, their wives were afraid for their right. safety. And and anyway, they... How, how many of you have seen that movie? You've seen it already? Oh, okay. All right. I'll comment on it without going deeply into it. The one thing, I, I did see it. I went last week and saw it. Well, yeah, last week. So this is a new week. And you're right, they had fear, but those people were trained to do what they did. You know, they were like physically trained how to carry out these particular acts. And being trained to do something doesn't take away your fear. And so they had it, but because they were well trained how to go out and kill and how to help people, you know, uh, survive and stuff like that, uh, it doesn't take away the spirit of fear. So it's a physical act of valor, but it's not a spiritual act of valor. That's what I realized about the movie. So they're not ruled by fear, but they do have a, a it, level of, there's a level of fear there. Right. Yeah. And, but if they didn't have that fear, they could carry out the training that they had even better than what they did just by being trained to do something. And I understand why they call it an act of valor. I, I appreciate what they do because they help protect us. But if they had no fear at all, they could do even better in life. Now, those same guys would go home after conquering somebody from war, their wives would beat them up. <laughs> they're scared to speak up to their family, or if it's black on white situation, they're afraid to speak up. You know what I'm saying? And so training is just, it's not going to take away the fear. Uh, this is so interesting. I'm glad about this, what we're saying right now. Yes, Frankie. I used to be a coward, so uh, I lived in fear for a big portion of my life. Yes. And um, that fear is uh, its an animal nature that a man falls to, and it's a reaction. And, uh, you know, a person that's uh, courageous is the opposite, and I noticed that in, when I've met fighters who have no fear and they actually do battle with, with people. Uh, they lived their life you know, like that. I used to be impressed by, and I still am, I appreciate the talent of other people, and I used to be impressed by the way people carry out material things like that. You see a, a fighter beat up everybody and their mama, and you say, wow, that's a courageous person. But that's misleading now. I realize that that's misleading. Even though I can appreciate the talent of it, but anybody can be trained to do that kind of stuff. All you have to do is have, find a good teacher and go through the training. And you can be trained to do, it's like training a, a monkey to do what monkeys do. Uh, what they wouldn't ordinarily do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I want you to start seeing things a little differently. That's why I'm saying this. Do you have fear now, Frankie, at all? 
No, I, I can't really say. You don't have any fear? Uh, no, no. You don't have none at all? <laughs> no. I'm going to ask you three times before the cock crows. <laughs> no. Oh, God. Yes, sir. I want to go back to something that Hermes asked. Hermes asked a question, I forget exactly, but I want to ask the question. Um, Do you have fear? That's not the question I wanted to ask. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask, how come, how, come we don't, how come I don't recognize the opportunity that God has given me? Like, you told Hermes that when, when that comes up, God has given us the opportunity. How come I don't recognize that opportunity? Because you're reacting to fear. And the moment you react, you can't see what's in front of you. That's why God wants us to keep an eye on ourselves instead of anything or anybody else. Not even the situation, but keep an eye on how you react to the situation. Then you can see yourself, and you can see that moment that he's given you to be saved. But the moment you overreact, you lose the, the opportunity. It's gone. But there's times when I've done it when I haven't overreacted, and I, I, but I still don't know that I see that as, a, as an opportunity. Well, keep doing it. You will. Okay. But you got to keep it out on yourself. I'm telling you, if you, and then after a while, there will come a time when things will just happen and you will just find yourself not even reacting to it. And then the answers come to the situation, how to resolve it, but you grow from it. You grow from it in ways that you can't even imagine. I want to, yes, Christine. Um, as far as like. But Dale, you didn't answer the question. I gotta get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I'll have fear and anxiety just about like the future, you know, just, um, and then I realize that I can take all that away by turning it over to God, and because He doesn't want me to be fearful or, yes. or anxious. That's right. And He really wants me. And so as soon as you do that, then you just have this peace. Like, okay, now can I stay in that all the time? I'd like to be able to, and yes. more and more times that I'm able to, and then when the fear comes up, I just you know push it away and turn it over to God again, and that that's been giving me a lot more peace. Yes, absolutely, because you're becoming aware of Him right now. Um, the reality is there is no future; it doesn't exist. So when you go into the darkness of your imagination, it gives you an illusion of a future. And that's where the fear comes from. But as long as you live in the moment with him, then there is no illusion and it's impossible to have fear. So that's why when you say I give myself over to God, you, you come back to his presence and in his presence there is no fear. And if you practice being aware of that, just being aware of yourself falling into the darkness of your imagination, after a while it'll get further and further away from you, it'll be nothing. Yeah, that's what I'm finding is that, you're right, it's getting a little bit better. I don't want to yes. it. It's like leaps and bounds, but I'm just, you know, I'm able to catch myself and, and uh, that's right. it's, it, you know, getting to be more of a habit. And after a while, I'm telling you, it'll be so far away from you. And then you will start seeing other people acting out and you will have compassion for them because you see that they just can't see. One thing I want, uh, yes, honey. Um, I wanted to know this. A certain situation have something to do with a little fear because I know somebody who likes they're like a daredevil they like to put themselves in situations yeah. where they might get like shot at or they like pain and I just thought that was really weird so I was trying to see does that is it some kind of fear in there yes they trying to face they're trying to prove to themselves that's why when these people jump off the mountain, you see these white folks climbing these mountain way, <laughs> way up in the Sahara Desert, wherever they are, and they fall off and dead. I'm like, fine. <laughs> That's not how you get over that. And the world rewards them. Oh, they were so brave, right? I'm thinking, That's insane. And if all that snow falls on them, fine. They had to be going up that high trying to prove something. That doesn't take away your fear. I want to respond to something Foy said that was very interesting about the lion. You see this lion coming after you. Your first thing is to react and either run or kill the lion. God gave us authority over the animals. 
it's unnatural to be afraid of animals. They should fear us. And so that's why I say that when you, your first thing is to become afraid, that's not natural fear. That's unnatural fear. Uh, there is nowhere in the Bible where God says fear is good for you. I remember when Christ was on the boat with the, with the uh, disciples and they were all telling him how wonderful he is. We love you. You, you know, you're the Christ. Right on. You're a tough guy. We see where you're coming from. You know, we meditate. Uh, we don't hate our mama anymore. And they're telling Christ how brave, you know, how good everything was, right? And Christ said, all right, good. So he went to sleep. He took a nap. And when he took the nap, the waves came. And the boat started shaking and stuff like that. And the first thing they did was to freak out. <laughs> all of a sudden, all this brave stuff was gone. And they're like, wake up, wake up. We're about to sink, you know. The waves are, 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 are about to destroy us. And Christ said, you know what? If you had no fear, if you believe, you could have told the waves to stop. Because all Christ did was calm the waters. He told the water to be still, and the water was still. And they were like, oh, that's cool. You know, you're the guy, right? They're like, you could have done the same thing. And that's the truth. When you don't have fear, you could do the same thing. But if you have fear, you can't do it because fear is of the devil. There's no love in fear, nothing good about fear. So it's not natural to have fear. And I know the world teaches that it is because the world is not of God. And so they're going to try to teach you their ways. But there's nowhere in the scriptures where it was, it's okay or natural or anything to have fear. Everywhere is telling you to be brave, be bold. Stand firm. Don't run. Don't be afraid. Yes, boy. Does fear... My mother taught me how to fear really well. And, <laughs> yes. And I've been... In, but you gradually... I see it gradually going away to where I don't... I'm not afraid to stand in front of a group of people and talk. Or There's many things that... But there's still a sliver left and it creeps yes. up on me through my imagination when there's no real rational reason to at my age to be afraid of anything I mean what's you know yeah that's right that's a good thing I want to say can you imagine being an old person when I mean old past kid age anywhere from tw you know 20 on because then you're not subject to your parents you're not subject to anybody right but you see, we get old with fear. And all we're doing is dealing with other people. And why are we afraid of other people? That doesn't even seem right, does it? I'm like, wow, how, what is it? How, how can we be old and have fear? Afraid to be frank with other people, tell the truth, afraid of losing something. That's, that's weird. But for you never, you're never going to overcome that until you can forgive. You have to humble yourself. Uh, don't play games with it. You got to totally let your anger go so you can have perfect peace. And perfect peace, perfect love cast out fear. The only way you still have it because you still have anger. It's impossible to have fear. And I mean, yeah, it's impossible to have peace and have anger. You got to have fear as long as you have anger. So that's a no answer? Yeah. In other words, it doesn't gradually go away. It doesn't gradually go away. It goes away. Instantly. Either you have it or you don't have it. It doesn't gradually go away. Now, you can gradually teach yourself to do a few things, you know, like learn how to stand in front of public and speak. But you still have fear. Because even up there speaking, <laughs> thank you, sir. I really appreciate that. Even up there speaking, Somebody can say something that totally disagrees with you and freak you out over that. Make you mad right there because they disagree. That's fear. Either you have it or you don't have it. It's not of God. Ernest, I saw your hand. No, go ahead. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes. To, uh, to address uh, for, uh, Forrest's uh, parable about, uh, about facing, uh, coming face to face with a lion, there, I, read, I remember, I don't suppose anyone remember the sto uh, stories from the veter Yorkshire veterinarian James Harriet. One of them told about a story of a, of a bull charging at a 12-year-old girl, 
girl who has who happens to be his daughter. But she play, she as they're reacting, she stood completely still, and the bull stopped in his tracks because yeah. it couldn't it couldn't uh, it couldn't be there was no fear. I don't want you to test this. I'm not asking you to test. No, what I'm about to say, not what he just said. I remember when I was a uh, young teenager, I guess, and in the church they used to tell us not to have fear, don't fear animals and things like that. And I used to test. Sometimes you go to somebody's house and the dog is barking because in those days the, door, the dogs were outside and not in the house, right? And they were barking at you. And I have stood there and looked at a dog just to see if they were back off if I don't show fear toward them. And it does work. I'm not asking you to do it because you may, you know, you, <laughs> but it does work. You're right about that, right? It definitely does work. Remember some guys in the Bible who put into the lion's den? See that? They, they were not afraid of the lions. And everybody's like, wow, how did they survive? Fear is your enemy. Yes. It really is your enemy. What if the lions is hungry and wants to eat you? They're Whatever. Very hungry. They starved dying in the day. They starved lying yeah. in seven days. They were hungry. They I'm telling you, you're crazy if you accept fear as being okay. You're never going to be free from it. Yes. Uh, I was talking with my parents about how um, my my grandmas were <coughs> impatient with my grandpas, and. Um, I told them how it's scary for me to tell my grandmas, you know, I noticed that they were kind of impatient with my grandmas. Yeah. And um, they started to make up reasons why I shouldn't uh, even bring it up. And it's, and I was like, I'm not even sure if I should, but it seems like seems like they were convincing me that I should by trying to convince me not to. Yeah. Because it was like they were making excuses, like the same excuses that come up in my mind when I'm around them trying. It is the same thing. What people with fear, that's what they do. They make up, make, they make up excuses why they shouldn't deal with the issue. They make up excuses. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at our country right now, and I notice that the children of Satan... They are so into fear and doubting and controlling that they don't want any truth to come out at all now. You speak the truth about anything, the first thing they do is shut down that truth because it's the truth that's going to bring on a change. And the worst thing that can happen to the children of Satan is the truth, and especially truth without resentment because when it has no resentment, it is so powerful, it is sharper than a two-headed sword, and it blows you away. So you're absolutely right. They're afraid to deal with this issue, and they don't want you to deal with it because they don't know how to handle it. They would say, like, oh, she's gotten a lot better, and, <laughs> um, and it would be more damaging to, to say it when yeah. you can't do anything now that they're gone, the grandpas are gone. But I was thinking, like, if, they're, if they've really gotten better, then they could handle their grandkids saying something like that. That's right. Did you tell them that? No. Well, oh yeah, I told my parents that. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Good. Can you turn that heater off? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's good, man. You got to take those little bold steps. And you can always tell a person who has fear, he or she, make up excuses. Yes. I thought of the same thing that you said about the country. It's like yeah. they were, they would, they think that they're doing the right thing by you know, shutting me up yes. and telling me to tell positive things to my grandmas. Yeah, lie to them. A lot of help that's going to do, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> tell Grandma the sweet little lies. You heard this song, Tell Me Lies, Tell Me Lies? Yes. Tell me sweet little lies? Yes. People love lies. Oh, thank you. Fleetwood <laughs> <laughs> Mac. Yeah. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies, but lies does nothing. Nothing good for you. They, they do not help. They only hurt. Tell me the truth. And if I can't handle the truth, let me cry and shout and be mad and don't care. I'm going to tell you a story that I heard this week about a, a husband, wife, and daughter. Yes, Kelly. 
Um, when you said that thing about the waves, like you can you can stop the waves from coming, it was really powerful. Yes. It triggered uh, something I saw this week. Um, it was a video of Andrew Breitbart, and um, some event was going on, and a bunch of protesters had been bussed in by a union. Yes. And there were dozens wow. of them. There were dozens of people, like yeah. dozens, big group. They were angry. They were holding signs. And Andrew Breitbart walks up to them calmly, all by himself. And one by one, very calmly, he goes up to these people. Why are you holding that sign that says so-and-so's a coward? What does that mean? One by one, he goes up to them. And they literally just like back off. Like It takes probably like three minutes. The whole crowd disperses. <laughs> he just uh, goes uh, up to them. And they're, they're, they're like yelling at him, calling him gay. And it, it just it really brought that image when he said, you know, you can tell the waves to turn the other way. Yes, that's a I mean, perfect example. This guy, I saw the video, this guy went up, like she said, a crowd of protesters, signs, picket signs, angry, carrying on people. And he ran, because after a while, the protesters started to leave. One man ran the whole crowd off because he refused to back down. That's a perfect example. I, and I hadn't realized until now how powerful that was. But he ran them off, ran off. And you could do the same thing if you don't have fear. Fear. You can tell when people are cowards, they can never stand alone. They'll say, I'll do it if you come along with me. <laughs> They're like, go and tell so-and-so about himself or herself. I can't do that. No, go and do it. Well, I'll do it if you come with me. You never see, uh, uh, you know, people with fear do not stand alone. That's why God said all he needs is one that wants what's right. All he's looking for is that one because greater is he that's in us than he that's in the crowd. There's power in not having fear. You can't feel it, taste it, or touch it. You just live it. Isn't it something? Yes. Fear is it's not natural. It's unnatural. And it comes from anger, resentment. Yes. Let me tape uh, that young man. He's been waiting a while. Well, just another example of this, which Forrest was talking about fear being natural. You know, I remember seeing a video one time of uh, they had a band playing, a uh, uh, heavy metal band playing music, and it was in a real small place, and they didn't have good fire control and things like that, and they light, lit off some py pyrotechnics. Yes. They ended up lighting the whole place on fire, and uh, people went into a dead panic and tried to get out. And they went into fear. Yeah. And what their yeah. fear drove them to do was to panic, uh, not see the proper exits, run for the uh, obvious exits, and then pile themselves up in bodies next to the yes. doorway. And they almost all burned to death. And very few could see what was actually going on and were calm about it. And you could see, oh, there's a bunch of people at this exit. I'm going That's here. Right. And they're the ones that survived. Amen, amen. I'm telling you. There's nothing like calmness, stand still, and dealing with the situation. Because you do see what to do. And the crowd is just running and yelling and screaming, but you can see what to do. Never, ever, 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 ever let anyone tell you that fear is natural, anger is natural, you need some anger so you can get things done. It's all lies and it's straight from the devil. And children of the devil would tell you this kind of stuff. Why don't you overcome your fear? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I think the saddest commentary in America today is that men have fear. <laughs> I don't know one man who does not have fear. Well, yeah, I know one. Am I a long clock owner? Oh. <laughs> it's all like an old-fashioned long, long clock. Um, it, it, it is so disgusting. Do you, do you ladies know any man other than me that doesn't have fear? You don't. Isn't that a shame? What do you think about that? That's why I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing worse than a man that has fear. And I ask these men, do you have fear of your wife? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing about it, thinking it's cute. And the worst thing in the world is for a man to resent 
to be afraid of his wife. It just brings out the worst in her. Yeah, right on. Well, and some men like right that. On. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they like a woman scolding them. Yeah. They think that's love. Yeah. So my question is, should I tell this story first? Or should I ask the question first? Help me, Lord. Don't be scared. Let me ask Rhonda because women tend to understand this better than men. Rhonda, where does fear come from? Where's the beginning of fear? Your anger. And where does it come from? Where does your anger come from? Yes. Resenting something, you know, resenting someone for something and being impatient. How come men are afraid of their wives and or girlfriends? They're afraid. They're mad at their mothers. So what? They're angry with their mothers. Do you mean that? Are you just saying that? <laughs> I'm sorry? She's yes, you, you mean that? Yes. Because that's the truth. Right on. Fear originate from women. And, and, not, and most of the time from the mother. It comes through her. And that's why these men are afraid of their wives because they don't understand that they resent their mothers and they are attracted to mama. You end up with a woman, ain't no way to get away from it unless you overcome the fear. The problem with it, if you overcome the fear before you get married, you, you end up never getting married because you see what's coming through these, you know, the women like that. Not all women running, don't call me this week. <laughs> But that's where it come from. I heard this story, and then I'll take you guys' hand. I'm so fortunate, and I was thinking about this this morning, that I get a chance to talk to a lot of people about a lot of different situations all the time from around the country. And this man was telling me this story of a man he knows who is married, and they have several children. One of the daughters is still at home, and she's 30-something years old and she's absolutely controlled by her mother to a point that if she goes out anywhere, the mother would call her all while she's out. Where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? Why aren't you home? And the girl cannot get away from her mother because she literally hates the mother, and the mother is totally controlling her, just, just totally control the daughter, right? And this week, well, last week, the father had the daughter arrested, had her put in jail because the daughter is just doing awful things because, you know, she's acting out her anger toward the mother. And the father would never deal with the mother. He always deal with the daughter. And so the man asked the father, why did you put your daughter in jail? Your daughter is not the problem. It's your wife. Why don't you deal with your wife? And he said, he said to the man, what would happen if you told your wife you're the one that need to be in jail and not my daughter, is you uh, because, you know, you're the one making her this way. He said, man, I would never do that. My wife would have a hell of a fit if I told, it, told her it was her. I could never do that. And then he said, and besides, if I told my wife the truth, she may leave and I wouldn't have anyone to take care of me. Isn't that amazing? But that is typical with men today. Absolutely typical. They don't understand, and the daughters too, because the mothers are doing it to the daughters as well. But they don't understand what the mothers, you know, what has happened to them and how to overcome it. And the problem is you hear a lot of talk going on in society today, but you don't hear any truth that make you free. They don't tell the truth. Even in debates, people don't tell the truth. They just disagree on issues, but they don't talk about what's really going on so that you can be inspired, inspired so that you can overcome. And God wants us to be inspired because it's that truth that makes us free. But we don't hear that anymore. Can you imagine saying, well, in a debate, let's say I'm on Fox News, and I say, well, you know what? The reason you're so weak and pathetic because your mother has destroyed you. <laughs> your mother did this to you. They probably didn't even have me back. And I, it's just mind-blowing what's happening. And these men got to forgive their mothers so they can come back to their proper state of being, and then they can spiritually protect their wives and children. 
And Satan, he doesn't want that to happen. That's why he's shedding down the truth, the spiritual aspect of what's going on. But it's coming through the mother. The fear is coming from resenting your mothers. And when you resent, you're separated from God. And when you're separated from God, you have fear. Men and women. Yes, ma'am. Two questions. Um, first one is that why do we resent our mothers? Where does it come from? Why mothers and not fathers? Is it coming from the very, very beginning, from yeah. even Adam? Because, not all, not all, not all, but most, <laughs> mothers have been set up by their mothers. You know, that anger has been passed down through them as well. It's really the Eve syndrome happening. You know, Eve believed the lie. And she was separated, turned against man, and that's still happening. Yep. You know, so we're going to suffer for that just one person made a mistake? Yeah, but you don't have to suffer. Because right now, if you can understand this is the spiritual thing, and I need to stop hating my mother and my father, then it'll stop with you, and you won't pass it on to your family. Because Christ has come and restored everything. But because we're not living that truth and talking about it, it's happening from every generation. And, uh, but it can start with your generation. The moment you admit that you do have it, and it's, you, know, you know that it's wrong, God would take it away from you. So when you get married, you would pass on love to your children because you would understand that order. You would love your husband who loved Christ, and then there's love. You know, love comes from above, not from below. But it doesn't have to happen anymore. And also, how do people and things and material things get to the point that they can control you 100% of the time? Because we live by faith, and we got to believe in something. And so you believe that your material things are going to make you happy. You believe that if I have more friends, that'll make me happy. You believe if I have more money, it will make me happy. You, you, you believe in those things. And, but, you know, because when you're angry, we all believe in something. We live by faith. But because you're angry, you're separated from God, and your belief is in the wrong things. Whatever we're saying, whatever we're reading in the Bible, not having fear, not do this, not do that, it's so easy and in front of us. But how come we are not being able to do that? Because it's easy. It's yeah. easy not to have fear. Stand in front of the angry dog or like, and not get afraid at all. Yes. How come we're not being able Because you, your heart and mind is not set on seeking first the kingdom of God in his right way. It's not set on watching yourself. And, and I know people who try to watch themselves, and, but the moment a situation comes along, instead of keeping them, their eyes on themselves, they're judging the person or the situation. And the moment you take your eyes off yourself, then you lose. That's why. You cannot afford to look at anybody else and what they're doing and judge them. You have to keep your eye on yourself, how you're reacting or dealing with the situation. And that's why people don't keep their, they're not growing in it, because any little thing can throw them off. Very good question. I read a little saying, I was to bring the book. It says that an argument, and I'm not quoting it exactly, it says that an argument can only last as long as you take your eye off yourself. You know what I mean? An argument, can, if, both, if, if I can see that I'm wrong and I'm in an argument with you, if I just say, you know what, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. The argument is over. But if I'm trying to make you be wrong or judging you for being wrong, the argument goes on and on and on. What if I really don't see that I'm wrong? For me, right is this. Right. But most blind people don't see that they're wrong. That's why they're blind. They want to be you know, right in their wrong, so they never admit that they're wrong. That's why you got to keep your eye on yourself. Because when you keep your eye on yourself, you always know when you're wrong. Just like that, you know you're wrong. Just like that, you know you're wrong. But people who are living in darkness, they know it, but they don't want to admit it. Because there's that desire to control someone. Isn't that true? I can't hear you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Angry people want to control someone or something. So that's why they can't admit it. Because to be free, wow, to be free, you don't want to control anybody or anything. There's no need to. 
Amen. 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 You try to control your husband? Maybe I, um, I do things. Later on, I understand. He explains me that this is wrong. But by doing it intentionally, I do not do that at all. I might do it You by, just can't see what you're doing yes. at the time that you're doing it. Yes, but whenever he explains me, I, I understand that whatever I did was wrong or whatever yeah. I'm doing right now is wrong. But intentionally, I will never do that. I want you to practice. When I say practice, I don't mean put your will into it. I want you on a daily basis Keep your, your, your eyes, your heart, your mind set on what is right, on God. When you can see yourself, you can see God in you. And then you'll start seeing it before you even do it. Because there will come a time you don't have to even do it. You know? Can you clarify that a little bit? How to keep my eyes on myself and what situations can... Let's say that your husband... It's about, I know your husband, he doesn't drink, he doesn't go to bars. I'm just using this as an example. Let's say he wanted to go out to the bar tonight and you want him to stay home. And he said, oh, honey, stay home with me. I love you. You're never home, right? And he said, no, I'm going to the bar. And right away, Satan would give you something, either go off on him, make him mad, or offer him something to keep him home, right? And the moment you see that, you see that that is controlling you're trying to wheel somebody to do what you want them to do. But if you can see it in the moment, it prevents you from doing it. So you just say, okay, fine, go to the bar, no problem. And everything works out for you. You can see it. You can see it before it happens. You can see the temptation and resist it. When your eyes is honest and kept on yourself. When your eyes are honest and kept on themselves. I on can yourself. see that by going to the bar, he can drink, and on the way home, he can get accident. Or I, I'm <laughs> really thinking about him. I don't want that. But to that's what to angry him. mama people think. They want to control everything. You can't help that. If you're going to be in an accident, there's nothing you can do about it. But see, that's just a lie made up. Oh, honey, if you go to the bar, you're going to get drunk. You're going to have an accident. That's control. <laughs> that's part of that manipulation. <laughs> And if you can be honest about it in yourself, it'll fade away, and you'll become a free person. Because people who control others are not free. It takes a lot of work to control somebody. You gotta lay up, <laughs> stay up overtime at night. <laughs> what am I gonna do next, you know? But when you don't try to control, you're free. And, and then, and I know situations where women are in situations like that, if they let go of trying to control that man, God will work it out for them. Maybe they don't need to be in that situation. Or they can have perfect peace while he's running wild. You know, something will happen, he's with you, and he'll take care of you. Isn't that something? It is. But it's about you and not about him. Oh. Yes. Thanks for your patience. Uh, well, we were just talking about, you know, being wrong. The main one, I think, it is the main reason, or maybe the only reason, that we don't see when we are wrong because we are angry. The moment you get angry, you can't see that you're wrong. And do you have fear? Yes. And why do, why do you hold on to your fear? I didn't, really don't hold on to it. I can just see. You know, for instance, I was... But why don't you I, I overcome take, it? I, I, I go for a walk and I overlook the snake. The snake was right next to me. I, I, it didn't hit me, thank God. But I mean, I, what, what a shock that was to me. And a shock is fear, you see? But I'm not even talking about that kind of fear. To, I'm talking you know, about the other fear, too. I don't fear try too. to hang on to it. I, I just, you know, I wish I wouldn't, I wish it wouldn't be there. Yeah. Let me just one more thing about fear that I wanted to say before, you know. Uh, uh, it's all right by the name, just, just <laughs> Yes, said about natural fear. It's just one more thing. Uh, is, you're absolutely right. Just one other aspect of why there's no, why there's no, I mean, natural fear. There's no such thing as a natural fear. That's right. Because we are supposed to have dominion over the animals. Yes. The instant you have fear in your heart, you lose your dominion, and you are inferior to the to the so animals. Since you to the know dog, all that, since you know all that, why don't you let go of your fear, the spirit of fear? Uh, that's what I really like to understand. Because some of you quote the scriptures to me. 
But why don't you let go of that fear if you know the scriptures? Well, you know what the question is? <laughs> how do you let go? Okay. That's how do you let go? How do you so let go? So you don't go? know how to let go? Yes. All right. All right. How do you let go? All right, that's an honest answer. You don't know how, and I hope I can get a chance to say it again for the 100 million, 265.5 trillion, 879 billion. Okay, don't times. get tired. Right. Okay, don't just. I never, will not get stop. weary, nor will I get tired. Never stop. All right. Um, let me take a hand that I haven't gotten to yet. Yes. Um, I, oh, God, this is a while ago, I think. I think I was going to say, um, if you're, oh, because you were saying the story about the man with the wife and how the daughter resents the wife for controlling her. Yes. Um, but in that situation, isn't it also like, I, I would think as if you were that girl, wouldn't there also be like a resentment for the father not standing up for you? Yes. Or not being like in that role, which I'm just saying I feel yes, like a lot of times the resentment comes the way it comes to you isn't necessarily through your mother. It may come through your father who got it from his mother. Or, you know what I mean? That, that he's no, not the, being the... Most, I mean, of course that could possibly happen, but most, 99.999, but not all the time. It comes through the mother first, and then the, the daughter or the, or the son resents the father because she or he sees his weakness too, and so it's double trouble. Because he, we naturally know that a man is supposed to be strong. We naturally know that our fathers are supposed to be strong. And when you see that, you resent him for that as well. But if that's what's happening, then, like, what I'm saying is, like, if, if you're in a situation where your mother is a certain way and so you resent her, how could those two people even be together if the father wasn't already a match for that? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yes, how the father, the the father definitely so attracted to his mother. Every woman that he comes in, in contact with, uh, as long as he has that anger toward his mother, every woman that he comes in contact with has the same spirit of his mother. But he doesn't understand that. He's attracted to mother. He lost his innocence there. And he unconsciously thinks he's going to get it back by going through mama. And he would never get it back. And then nobody's saying it. That's what's so... You know, that's one of the major problems. How do you tell uh, adults and children today that your mother screwed you up? You got to forgive your mother, and then the world don't come after you. You're not allowed to even speak the truth about women. That's right. You're not allowed to do it. And so Satan shut that down as well. He's real clever. Yes. What, what do you think would happen if the Bible said in it, don't hate your mama? They would burn the Bible. It does say that, though. It says, honor your parents. I, I, no, I'm saying specifically, yeah. don't hate your mama. Oh, yeah. It said, don't hate your mama because she screwed you up. They will burn it. They'll take it out. It'll be exit out of the body. In today's society, in the good old days, when boys were boys and men were men, it did not happen that way. Now, here's how I overcame my fear. Somebody asked, how do you overcome fear, right? Yes. I had the fear, too. I was afraid of women. Um, I was afraid of... And men can see this in women, too. I know this. All men can see this, but they're afraid to men. You can look at a woman that you're dating or dealing with or your mama or your grandma, and you can see her anger. You can see her craziness. And then it scares you so you don't do anything about it. Am I right? Yeah. Men like it. That's true. Men like it. It's exciting. I don't, I don't know. Some do, but some, most are afraid of it. But men can see it, ladies. I don't care how much makeup you put on. <laughs> they can see that spirit in your flesh. Isn't that right, Pat? Yeah, sure. But I don't ever hear the man say, I can see it. But what they see is mama in you. And because dad didn't help with mama, now they're afraid of mama. They're afraid to deal with it too. I can see an angry woman a mile away. <laughs> and she doesn't have to be all like this. You just see it. But anyway, I had the fear. I was afraid to deal with, I told you about the story, I used to work for the union, and I have a female boss, right? And she was like rough and tough. She made me cry one day. I'm embarrassed to tell you. That was before I woke up, folks. <laughs> I remember one time she and another worker organizer got me in a room and wore me down. <laughs> I was too scared to even fight then. 
So the way I got over my fear, long story short, I sat in my room one day wanting to know myself because I had asked God to let me see myself because I was so weak and out of it. Let me see myself, right? I had fear and doubt and all that stuff. And God allowed me to see that I resented my mother. And that, and he, in seeing it, it allowed me to know that that was holding me back in life, that that's why I had the fear. That's why I dealt with every woman in, in fear the way that I would have dealt with my, that I was, the way I was dealing with my mother because I had this fear. Every woman reminded me of mama. And the only way I could get along with her, I had to do what she wanted. And then I wouldn't be happy doing, doing what she wanted me to do because it wasn't what I wanted to do. And when I saw, I saw that I resented my mother, he caused me to forgive her because I realized she couldn't help herself. And when I forgave her, I went to her, told her why I resented her. And when I forgave her, he forgave me. He took away my fear and gave me perfect love. And I don't have fear. I'm not afraid of anybody. And I'm not walking around feeling like a tough guy. just that the spirit of fear is gone that brings on all these thoughts and feelings and stuff. I absolutely don't have it. And I had it bad. So that's how you overcome it. So you, you, can't gotta, really, you can't really let go. No, you can't let go. You can't let go. You got to be willing to forgive and God will take it away from you. That's how you let go. Don't put any effort into letting, trying to make it go away. You can't. It, it will only get worse. Because it's a spirit. It's the identity of Satan inside of you. Yes, boy. So this, this, I, this just came to my mind. This actually happened about 20 years ago. I'm in the mountains hiking back like a 15-mile hike with a heavy backpack, and I come to a, a crossing, and I've got my dog with me, and there's a huge bear standing on her hind. Now, and, Kelly, come and, read something. and yelling at me, right? All right? Now, if you're with me, we're both going to turn around, and I'm scared to death, and you have no fear, and we're both running stride <laughs> for stride, all right? I mean... What are we doing here? This, is, this really happened. Well, hours. I can't predict what I would do in the next moment. So I don't know what I would do in that situation. Okay, I'll uh, invite you next time. Yeah. Come <laughs> <laughs> read something. Did that help when I said how I overcame it? Yes. That's the way I overcame it. I had to see that I was wrong. And now my eyes are stayed on me, the God that's in me. My, I keep my eyes on myself. Now it's not even an effort anymore. But when I was willing to see me, and know that I was wrong for hating her and not have any excuse or denial, he took it away from me. Uh, come and read this for me real fast. Can we have a minute? Is that right? Two minutes. Uh, this is Kelly, the producer of the Destiny Pizza radio show. She's to blame for everything. <laughs> okay. God's help conditional on faithfulness to the law. Be strong and stand firm, for you are the man to give this people possession of the land which I swore to their ancestors. This is in Joshua, uh, chapter 1, starting with verse 6. six. Okay. Mm -hmm. Be strong and stand firm, for you are the man to give this people possession of the land which I swore to their ancestors I would give them. Only be strong and stand very firm, and be careful to keep the whole law which my servant Moses laid down for you. Do not swerve from this either to, to right or left, and then you will succeed wherever you go. Have the book of this law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully keep everything that is written in it. Then your undertakings will prosper. Then you will have success. Have I not told you? Be strong and stand firm. Be fearless and undaunted. For go where you may. Yahweh your God is with you. Amen. Nowhere in there it says, thank you, Kelly, where it says have fear. And here's what I want you to think about, and I've been saying this to white Americans. White Americans, not all, but most, are afraid of one word, and that word is racism. And that one word controls them, generation after generation after generation. So I said to them the other night, just imagine what would happen if you were not afraid of that one word. If you had no fear toward that word, just imagine what your enemies would do because they have no other way to control you. They only control you with that word. If you stop reacting to that word, have no fear about it, the kingdom of heaven will be yours. The enemy will have to flee, like they did with Breitbart. 
they will have to flee. And so I'm telling you, just imagine if you had a life without fear. Just think about that. Because your fear, your fear is holding you back in so many uh, situations. And just imagine if you lived a life with no fear. And I'm a living witness to let you know you can do that. That's why my life is working. I have no fear. Thank you for tuning in. For more information, to purchase a copy of this program or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call 1-800-411-2663. That's 1-800-411-BOND.